You are listening to a sermon from Mission Point St. John. We hope this message encourages a deeper connection between you and Jesus, our Savior. This morning, I, I want to minister to you from the word of the Lord, uh, Psalm uh, 100, and I'll title it this morning, um, Put Your Hands Up, You're Surrounded. Now, I sang the country song, and now I'm giving you the country title. <laughs> Put your hands up, you're surrounded. Amen. Amen. Psalm 100 and verse 5 says, For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. And his truth endureth to all generations. For the Lord is good. Psalm 37 and... um, Psalm 30, I'm sorry, I I, I thought I had it right. Did I give you the right scripture back there? 34, I guess it is. My my apologies. Uh, Psalm 34 and um, verse 7. This is what the Bible says. The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. And so this morning, just for a little bit, I want to I preach to you to put your hands up because you're surrounded. Now, when we talk about the goodness of the Lord, I preached this part of this message, portion of this message, about a little over 10 years ago here in this church. And so if you were here then and you remember, um, there may be some things that I say that you heard before that I preached before. When we talk about the goodness of the Lord, there's many verses in the Bible that contain many different words that come from the same root meaning. You can see uh, words like beautiful, best, bountiful, cheerful, um, fine, graciously, joyful, kindly, uh, sweet, prosperity. There's a lot of words throughout the scripture that come from the same root word as goodness. And when each of those scriptures are being spoken about, they're talking about the nature of God. They're not talking about something that the Lord does. They're actually talking about something that He is. There's a big difference between uh, understanding something that He does and something that He is. Uh, if, If you don't see it as He is, then... Sometimes you'll think that he only does it for you based upon certain requirements. And God's love for you and God's care for you is not changed by any of your circumstances. It's not changed at all even by how you think. It's not changed by where you've been, what you've done, and what your week was like. The mistakes you've made. Or the pitfalls you you fell into. It doesn't change his nature towards you. He's not always pleased with what I do. 
but it does not change his love for me. And that is a very key component to understand because our society is based upon if you do this, this, and this, you'll get this. And you can't do anything to make God love you more and you can't do anything to make God love you less because it's not something that he does, it's something that he is. And when you're talking about his goodness this morning, it's his nature. It's his very nature. Psalm 107 gives us a great example of that. You'll see uh, in, um, uh, at the beginning of chapter 107, it talks about how we, we have messed up our lives, needed redemption. We were in trouble. We needed to be delivered because of our distress. And so it goes through that in the first seven verses. And verse 8 picks up and says, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness. No matter where you came from, his goodness has got you to where you are today. It goes on to say uh, that we were living in darkness and we were under the shadow uh, of death even. Uh, and we had uh, to have those bonds broke uh, in our life. Uh, and you can read that in verse 14. And verse 15 picks up and says, uh, Oh, that men would praise the Lord uh, for His goodness. After verse 15, it goes on to say that you and I will make mistakes and we will transgress and there will be all kinds of iniquities that happen in our life. You can see it, verse 17, verse 19 of chapter 107. But verse 21 says, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness. No matter where you find yourself this morning, you will not change the nature of God towards you. You say, well... Pastor, I'm, I'm living uh, the best I can in serving God, but uh, uh, I'm, I'm in storms. Uh, I've got a storm in my life. I've got trials in my life. I've got all kinds of things that are happening in my life. Well, I'm, I, I'll go on to tell you that following verse 21, that's exactly what it talks about. We go through storms, uh, but he'll make the storm calm, the Bible says. Uh, he'll still the waves, and then he says uh, in verse 31, Oh, that men. Everybody this morning, for his goodness. So you can even go all the way from not knowing him to having a life full of chaos this morning. And it will not change his nature towards you. It will not. So I say this morning, put your hands up. You're surrounded. Submit to him this morning because he's got you covered. You can rely on him because he's going to have your back. So I'll just share with you how you're surrounded this morning. Exodus 33. This is the story of Moses. And um, Moses is having a conversation with the Lord about his presence. And uh, it's a pretty powerful uh, chapter, actually, verse uh, chapter 33. And Moses is praying. You can, you can read it from verse 13 down. Uh, he's saying, I pray that I have found grace in thy sight. And he goes through this, he goes through this uh, whole discussion with God that uh, he wants to make sure that he's going where God's presence is. And so wherever you're walking, 
He, uh, wherever you're walking, Moses is saying, uh, wherever I'm going, I want to make sure your presence is there. And if your presence is not there, then we don't want to go. We don't want to be in a place where we're not surrounded by your presence. It's kind of like wherever you're walking in life, uh, it's kind of like you're, you're, you're dividing that presence and it's surrounding you, coming around the sides of you. It's, it's, it's protecting you uh, in the things that would try to destroy you in life. Uh, you got a surrounding of his presence. Uh, and Moses has this whole discussion with God. And he says, show me your glory. And in verse 18, he makes that request to the Lord to have his glory shown. But notice what he responds. The Lord responds with in verse 19. I will make all my goodness pass before thee. And I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee. And will be gracious to whom I will be gracious. And will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. Just think of it as you're standing there. And the goodness of God just starts to surround you on every side. Moses, uh, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to let my goodness pass before you. There's not going to be anything else in front of you that's more powerful than I am. I'm going to make sure that whatever life is thrown at you, it has to come through my goodness first before it ever gets to you I'm going to let my goodness pass before you you have to you have to see what happens with Moses he doesn't even fully understand at that moment but he's taken up to Mount Sinai for 40 days and 40 nights and while he's there he's given he's given the description of the tabernacle he's given the whole plan and every piece of furniture and what it represents that's going to be in that tabernacle and he has an understanding of the goodness of God and how powerful the altar is and how powerful cleansing is and how powerful the word is and how powerful the light is and how powerful worship is and then he comes into the holies of holies and understands how powerful the very presence of God is it is so powerful in Moses' experience. He doesn't even know. We, we get to get up in the morning and look into a mirror. Uh, that's scary at times. Uh, but we, ha- we, we have mirrors. Uh, people are checking uh, uh, their, 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 themselves out before they come into church, before they, before they come into the sanctuary. We have all kinds of times. Moses didn't have a mirror. He might have been seeing a reflection somehow and something, but he's can't, he can't see everything that's happening to him. But he comes down off that mountain, and it's been so powerful of God's presence that the people can't even look at him. They had to put a veil over his face because of how great he shone. I mean, there was a shine to him that was not, not able to be explained. You talk about the goodness of God surrounding you this morning. I advise you, no matter what kind of situation you are in this morning, don't go anywhere without the presence of God. Don't let your life lead in any direction without God's presence being there. Because when it is before you and His goodness is leading you and His goodness is surrounding you, there's nothing of this world that can actually harm you. We get to experience 
all the representations of those pieces of furniture that were in the tabernacle. They're beautiful types of what happens in our life. The altar, that biggest piece of furniture, all the rest of the furniture could fit inside the altar. It was that large. You couldn't go any farther into God's presence until you stopped at the sacrifice of repentance. It hasn't changed. It hasn't changed. If you want to be surrounded by God today, find yourself in a good old-fashioned time of repentance before Him. And it will cleanse as you move forward all of that stuff out of your life. And you'll see yourself in that labor the power of baptism, how you really are, that cleansing that needs to happen in our life when we go down in the watery grave of baptism. Hallelujah. We go down as old and we come up as new. We go down with weights and we come up without those weights. We go down with the sins of the past and we come up with the remission of sins. Let me tell you how powerful it is when you have that surrounds you. I've heard comments. I, I've I've never felt this light before. I've never felt this great before. I've never experienced this before. You know what it is? It's the goodness of God that's passing before you. And no matter what has ever happened in the past, when you find yourself in that goodness, the repentance of the past and the cleansing of the past, and it continues to lead you into where the, the, the table of showbread and the candlestick and the altar of incense, the word, the light, uh, uh, and the, the power of worship. It's just preparing you for the very entrance uh, into that holy place, uh, that holies of holies that the veil's been rent. Uh, that happened at Calvary. You don't have to go in by anyone else today. Uh, you can go boldly uh, yourself uh, into the throne room of grace uh, to obtain mercy, uh, the goodness of the Lord. Lord, passing before you. Put your hands up this morning. You are surrounded. You're surrounded. You're surrounded by his presence today. Psalm 23. It's probably written after David has been delivered from the persecution of Saul or after Israel has been delivered from Babylonian captivity. Either one. But in that chapter, which is so well known, quoted on a continual basis by many people. But at the end of that chapter, it says, Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me. All the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You've got to get the picture of what happens with his very nature around you. As you are walking forward in his presence, it starts to surround you. And then all of a sudden, David had an understanding that it also follows you. You're going to be surrounded. Listen, if there's ever a day where you need to be confident in the power and the presence of God, it's 2023. We are living in perilous times. 
And I don't want anyone under the sound of my voice or listening or watching online to not be confident every day of being surrounded by the goodness of God. You don't have to look over your shoulder. As you walk in his presence, it starts to come around both sides of you. And know what David said. It will also follow you. See, you have to go back to 2 Samuel. 2 Samuel chapter 6. The ark's been missing. And David decides it's time to bring it home. He gathers 30,000 of his choicest men. They get a new cart. And they go for the ark. Not realizing at the moment that that was never the plan of how the ark was to be carried. And a man lost his life. And David has to, he has to step back and say, okay, what, what happened here? We want the presence of God. But there, there must be a proper process. And you get to see it as he moves forward that over the next eight miles, that's how far they were away, the ark. Every six steps, paces, he stops and sacrifices. Now, you can figure it out. It's a little over 2,300 times that they had to stop. One, two, three, four, five, six. We got to stop and sacrifice. They can still see the last one. It's right there. They had to have 2,300 animals with them. And you could imagine this didn't happen within 10 seconds or a couple minutes. This took time to sacrifice. But they had such a, a desire to have the presence of God that David said, I'll do whatever I have to do. To have his goodness follow me. Because I can't do it without it. And over the next eight miles, I don't know how long it took. All I can tell you is every six paces they stopped uh, and they made a sacrifice uh, and got the ark, the presence of God, uh, what represented his presence in that day, got it back to where it belonged. Uh, David set up 24-hour uh, worship. Uh, amen. This wasn't just some afterthought. Uh, no, no, no. We want to be absolutely surrounded uh, by the very presence of God. You can see that in chapter 6. Chapter 7, the Lord speaks to Nathan the prophet and says, I want you to go to David and I, I want you to tell him that he's gonna, there's going to be a house built for me. Uh, maybe we'll go there, Second Samuel. Because I want you to see this. This is, this is not only speaking about the present at that time, it's also being prophetic about our day. You can see that in verse 5. Go and tell my servant David, thus saith the Lord, thou shalt build me a house for me to dwell in. And um, you can read down through the chapter. And you can see how amazing that is. Verse 11, he says, and since the time that I commanded judges to be over my people Israel, 
have caused thee to rest from all thine enemies. Also the Lord telleth thee that he will make thee an house. And so there's a prophetic voice that's being spoken. David, I want there to be a house made for me. But I'm also speaking to you in the terms that it's not just going to be a building forever. I'm going to make thee an house. And you see it picked up in verse 27. For thou, O Lord of hosts, God of Israel, now Nathan has come to David and he's told him that, hast revealed to thy servant, saying, I will build thee an house. Therefore hath thy servant found in his heart to pray this prayer unto thee. Oh, no. Oh, now, O Lord God, thou art that God, and thy words be true. And thou hast promised this goodness to your servant. David understood that it was something something powerful about God that was happening in that moment. It was not only going to be a temple that Solomon would build, but it was also prophetic that Paul would speak about. And he said, it's not any longer, as Jesus said, a temple made with hands. But Paul said, you are going to be the temple. This is not some far off thing that only a few people get to experience. No, this goodness of God is something that starts to surround you, follow you, and live inside of you. Folks, I don't know. If we could ever grasp how incredible the goodness of God is and His nature. Put up your hands this morning. You're surrounded. The presence of God is around you. And His purpose has always been from the beginning of time that you would be the house for His presence. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. He's not just talking about a building. David had lots of faults and failures, but he's called a man after God's own heart, not by accident. There was some hunger inside of him that was beyond just the ordinary. That's why he said, oh, magnify. The Lord with me. And let us exalt his name together. He says, boast in the Lord. Taste and see that he is good. Do good, he says, and depart from evil. This is all about the very nature of God. It's not just based upon if you can do enough good things uh, to earn some favor with God. Uh -uh. And works is a response, uh, and it will be a result uh, of God doing things in your life. Uh, But you can't do uh, enough good things uh, to get his attention. Because his nature doesn't change. It's just looking for an individual that says, I don't want to go anywhere without your presence. I want to be surrounded by your presence. I want your presence to follow me. And I want to be filled with your presence. Mm. Okay. This whole 
idea of his presence in 2023. If we're not careful, we get into a routine of attending church and it becomes a habit. And we go from week to week and maybe our consistency is not the way it should be. Maybe we're praying when we need something and we're reading his word when we got time. And God has a longing and a desire for his people to be absolutely surrounded by his presence. That the societal issues and the woke mentality and all the stuff that's happening in the world right now is not going to be what influences you. But rather you are directed and guided by the power of his spirit, the authority of his word. There's something inside of you that says, I will not bend to the world's devices. And I will not allow the things that are happening around me to determine how I feel and what I'm going to do and what I'm not going to do. I've got it decided in my mind. I'm not going anywhere without your presence. Whatever I got to do to get your presence to where I am, I'm going to do that. I want your presence to live inside of me. I want to be totally 100% surrounded by the presence of God. I want you this morning to think in the terms of I just put my hands up. I'm so surrounded by his presence today. There's been a powerful move of God that's been happening in services, in prayer, in our city. Amen. It is no time to slacken. It's a time to say with all seriousness and and dedication and commitment, if God's presence is not going, I don't want to go. If God's presence is not back where it should be, I don't I don't want to be there. I'm going to do everything I can to be filled with his presence. That's the nature of God and what he desires. Paul said, Romans chapter 2, there's always going to be times that we're going to fall short. We're going to make mistakes. The enemy is going to pounce on, on your mind and on your spirit that you don't qualify and you're, you're not good enough and you don't measure up. The enemy is going to use all kinds of things within our minds to battle with that. That's not of God. It isn't. Understand that his nature is not changed. By your circumstances. So Paul writes in Romans chapter 2. And Paul understood this. He goes on in chapter 7. And he talks all along the lines. Man I want to do what's right. But I, I end up being an idiot. I end up doing all kinds of things that I shouldn't. I don't want to do that. But I find myself making mistakes over and over. And He, he goes through this whole discussion with himself. And kind of ends it with, oh, wretched man that I am. But then he realizes that his only hope is Jesus Christ. There is therefore, charts chapter 8, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Who are in Christ Jesus. Who walk not after 
the flesh, but after the spirit. It's all about his presence. Paul says, listen, if I rely on me, it's going to be a mess. But if I rely on him, everything's going to be okay. So this is what he says, chapter 2, verse 4. Or despisest thou the riches of the goodness and forbearance and long-suffering? Is there ever a time when we can reach the place where we don't realize how powerful his goodness is, his long-suffering, how much he cares for you is? This is what he goes on to say. Not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance? Just for the individual this morning that says, Pastor, it's nice for you to talk about being surrounded by God, but my life's a mess. Well, I got good news for you. It didn't change his goodness. And what his goodness will do this morning is lead you to repentance. All the way back to the altar that was given in the description to Moses for the tabernacle. That's where it's, this, I mean, this is, he said, listen, I'll, my nature's never changed. You'll never be too bad. You'll never reach a point where my goodness is not possible to lead you back on the right track. So this morning, here at Mission Point, you may look around and say, you know what, There's seems like there's people that got it together, but man, Pastor, my week has been a disaster. I was caught being angry. Maybe I cursed and swore. Maybe I was nasty to my spouse. Didn't treat my kids right. Maybe I didn't spend any time praying, reading his word. Maybe I whined and complained. <laughs> Maybe I went to places I shouldn't have went. Maybe I did some stuff I shouldn't have done. Maybe I said some things I shouldn't have said. Maybe I didn't say some things that I should have said. Maybe I've just been an old-fashioned sinner this week. Well, it doesn't change his goodness. Because Paul said, that, that's, that's the type of person I am. Or, no, no, you can read it. Paul says, listen, I, man, I, I'm the chiefest of sinners. You think you've been bad. Paul said, listen, I, 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 went, I went church to church, place to place, killing people. Hopefully you didn't do that this week. And Paul said, I'm wretched. But he writes to the Roman church, and he says, his goodness leads me to repentance. Put your hands up. You're surrounded. You can't get, 
You can't get out. You can't get away. You can't hide. There's nowhere you can go that he isn't there. Amen. He, there's nothing you can do that he doesn't know. He's got you covered. You see it in the life of Moses and you see it in the life of David. And you see it in the life of Paul. Every one of them had their issues. They did. They all had their issues. They all had their past. Moses was a great deliverer. But you do have to remember that he killed someone. David was king of Israel. But he did have someone killed so he could take his wife. That's pretty serious stuff. Paul thought he was doing what was right, but he killed all kinds of people because he didn't think they were doing the godly things that he thought they should do. You got, you got some pretty powerful examples of people that's got messed up past and lives. So I don't know how you compare to all that, but if God can say, Moses, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let my goodness pass before you, and David, I'm, I'm going to let my goodness follow you, and I'm, I'm going to let it be prophetic to you that I'm, I'm going to create a house that I can live in. And, and Paul says, it doesn't matter how bad you get, I can have his goodness lead me back to where I need to be. Then I, I'm pretty confident everyone will fall in somewhere into those bounds this morning. Here or online. I just know, without any doubt, I have to be surrounded. By him. I don't know what's going to happen in the world. I mean, we're, 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 we're sitting on vacation, and I took a little video of the famous balloon going over our condo. I took a video of the fighter jets going around the balloon. Sounds exciting for someone. I'll share it with them after. We watched as it was shot down. Every window in our condo shook. That's how powerful it was. We watched as that happened. I have no idea what's going to happen in the world to come. All I know is that if everyone in this room and everyone watching online this morning, you're surrounded by his presence, you're filled with his presence, He's got you covered. He's got you covered. He's got you covered. You're going to be okay. Has no bearing on past. Has no bearing on what's even happening right now in your life. What it is is, God, I want you to go before me. I want you to follow me. I want you to fill me. I want you to lead me. And when you make that decision, up goes your hands of surrender, and he surrounds you with his presence. Music, come. I'm so thankful for what God is doing in people's lives. 
so thankful. Exciting things that I heard this week and sat down and discussed with people this week of things that God is doing. So thankful for that. But we're just really at the tip of the iceberg of how awesome and how powerful the things are we're going to see that God is doing. Because we're so close to the coming of the Lord that it's going to be impossible for it to be determined by us. It's going to be only determined by Him. And only He will receive the glory. Only He will receive the glory. And it won't be a nice little feeling from time to time and a couple goosebumps here or there. It won't be a little chill that just goes up and down your spine every so often. <laughs> no, a warm feeling. It, it, it ain't gonna be, it's going to be that you are completely surrounded by His presence. Consumed by the power of His Spirit. Your life is focused and centered on everything to do with Him. Some things that have happened in the last three years are just a little taste of preparation for us to get ready. I'm serious. For us to be ready to take a look at what really matters in life. Your walk with God, your relationship with Him, being able to be in tune with Him, call upon Him, reach out to Him, hear Him speak to you through His Word, through His voice. It's, it, it's just a little preparation. I can't, I can't share with you. I don't know everything that's going to take place. I don't. But I can tell you the answer to you being okay. I can give you the assurance of what will make everything all right. And that's for you to be surrounded by His goodness. Leading you, going before you, following you, and filling you. God, I pray for every person that's in this place right now. Anyone, God, that may be struggling this morning, God, in any way, whatever their struggle might be, your goodness is able to take care of that this morning. God, maybe they've never had a relationship with you. Maybe they've never had a relationship with you in the past. And if that's the case, today's the day to start, God, where you will lead them to repentance. God, you'll go before them. You'll follow them. You'll surround them and fill them with your spirit. Maybe it's someone, God, that's, that's just struggling with knowing the direction and knowing what to do and knowing when to do it and how to do it. God, let their prayer be this morning. They're not going anywhere unless your presence is there. God, maybe it's someone that has gone just a little cold and stagnant. And maybe, God, there's just been a complacency that's kind of set in and it's time to get the presence back to where it belongs. 
David had such a hunger and a thirst to get that presence back. I pray, God, that that same hunger and thirst would be within every individual this morning. God, that they would just submit themselves, sacrifice themselves, uh, Lord, their heart, their life before you. Say, I'm going to do whatever I have to do to get your presence back to where it needs to be in my life. Maybe it's someone, God, that's beyond cold and beyond complacent and maybe they've strayed from you. I pray that your goodness this morning would lead them to repentance today. All across this room, everyone watching or listening online, today is their day, God, to put their hands up. You're surrounded. You're surrounded. Whatever situation you find yourself in today, it's okay. It doesn't change his nature. It doesn't change his nature. It doesn't change his love. It doesn't change his goodness. It is not something that he does. It's something that he is. Would you stand this morning? I opened the altar today. I'm, in, I'm encouraging everyone that's able to step out of your seat, make your way to this altar in some, in some way or fashion, find a place of prayer in some way with God this morning, and just ask Him to surround you with His presence, fill you with His presence, lead you by His presence, follow you with His presence. Would you just ask Him to do that this morning? Thank you for joining us today. If you want more information, connect with us on our website at missionpoint.ca. God bless you.